Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here and it is fantastic to have you company today for episode... Two, four, three. This week on Toy Power, we hit up a movie review of the much-anticipated June film. And then we jump into a vintage toy line retrospective on June figures. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Well, hoy hoy. And we're going to get into some movie review and goodness. Hayden Christensen wouldn't like this film because there is a lot of sand. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been saving that one up for? <laughs> you were so excited to, to drop that. Pretty much since we started to talk about this, doing this uh, episode. Um, it, look, it's this is a, a very interesting discussion that we're about to have. And Frank, I know we, we've alluded, we haven't talked about this a lot, but I know some of your preliminary views of where we're going to get to, and that, that's that's great, right? Um, this journey of June on film is fascinating. Because we know, we know its path with the David Lynch film, right? So we know, you know, Star Wars came out and it was a big hit. And June, really, I mean, June in terms of the Herbert novel, which Mm. is, I think, written in the 60s, 64 or thereabouts, right? Served as inspiration. You don't have to go too far to Mm. look at where it's permeated into pop culture, like these juggernauts of, of, you know, they they redefine the, the scene. You look at Star Wars, right? You look at Tatooine. I mean, it's a desert planet. You look at the Sarlacc. It's basically a, a, a it's giant a sandworm. sandworm. Yeah, exactly. You look at what they're smuggling. What does Han smuggle? He smuggles spice, right? Like, <laughs> you know, right. So there's, there's, there's definitely influences, right, on what Lucas did. But Lucas, you know, really added to his films, you know, love and charisma. Yep. And and jokes and 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 fun and the camaraderie, which and, and aliens. And, I think aliens yep. need to be uh, brought into it. You know, not just human-looking aliens, because these Dune characters, obviously, uh, you know, human characters, but like, yeah, you know, Jabba Wild, wildly different. Yeah, yeah slugs yeah. and whatever yep. else. Yeah. Well, there really isn't any of that in Dune. No, is not, there? Not right? that I've seen. No. But we get, you know, Dune and Herbert's work is largely political. You know, largely we we learn. I mean, we don't see a lot of this in the, in the films, but we learn about you know the maintenance issues they've got on all the stuff they they inherit from the Harkonnens, right? Mm. When when Atreides lands on Arrakis, and they're left with things that are sabotaged, things that are poorly maintained. Um, there, there's a whole lot of political intrigue and discussion, and and there's a lot of world building that happens. 
right? This is not energetic flying across the galaxy, a lot of action. Mm. A lot of what Dune is about is this sort of political build-up and, and, and social analysis. We're living in a, a desert planet where resources are scarce. We've got the planetologist, uh, Liet Kynes, all these sorts of things going on. And, and there isn't a lot of comedy there isn't a lot of a lot you know of sort of to fun had, to be had yeah, and that's yeah. part of not the a lot story. of action um mm. but where this gets to i think in, in its evolution so you know the, the, the herbert novel received critical acclaim and it went on to spawn a number of sort of sequels children of dune all those sorts of works david lynch was given the very difficult task of <laughs> making the film right and and this is after jurodovsky did his pitch originally before that and there's a great film um, on the, it's sort of considered one of the best films never made was Jorodovsky's version of Dune, um, which was I think I think it was Mick Jagger was going to be the emperor. He cast <laughs> his son to be Paul Atreides. Like it was. No, I want to see that. It, Salvador so Dali. I think no, it was Salvador Dali who was cast really? to be the emperor. Like it was. Jeez. It was craziness. Um, it's a great film. It's a great mm. documentary film, albeit. No subtitles and it's half in French, so it was a it was a, a tricky watch for for some parts. Um, that never made it. Then Lynch is given the task, and I think he comes in with something like a four hour final cut, which basically, uh, if it's Columbia, comes back and says, "No, no, you got to you got to bring that back down to kind of like you know two hours." So we get this very mixed kind of film. David Lynch talks about it as being probably one of his greatest failures. Mm in terms of films, very hard to adapt. And then we've had a number of television series of Dune, Children of Dune, that really, again, struggle, struggled probably with budget because mm. it, it is a hard one to pull off. And now we've got Denis Villeneuve, who has seemingly done no wrong. If you look at directors and their kind of critical success... Denise is just on a streak, right? Mm. Like with Blade Runner and um, Prisoners, and and um, he did the um, Arrival, yes, the one which is great, yeah, like, like great it. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just had hit after hit. He's he's done no wrong. So he's and this is a film he's wanted to adapt mm. and do as a director. This is his dream. You know, you give him one thing. What are you going to do, June? June is what I want to do. This is what sort of got me into wanting to be a director. Mm. So he's gotten to do it, and that's where we're sitting now with this release. COVID delayed it by about a year, but it, it has landed. What do we think? Right. Did it... Now, you've... Ben, have you read the Herbert novels? No. No. I read the novels a very long time ago. Uh, I'm probably more familiar with the game as right. Dune 2 was, is, is generally regarded... Is, though, a, is it like a Command and Conquer it, style it's game? It's pretty much what set the standard for you. Command everything yes. since then. Command and Conquer, Warcraft... They all owe it to June too. Is that right? Yeah. So while it's not technically the first, you know, real time strategy, there was yep. another game before that I forget the name of, super obscure. But this is the one where everyone goes the concept of managing your units yes. with the mouse and fog of war and these sorts of things. Yes, all comes from June too. There so you go. That's where I and and it played a lot on the the plot of the the game so obviously not the you know full motion video we expect from games these days there's a lot of text on the screen yes. so i sort of relived it that way as well so right okay yeah and so he's got a difficult task mm. right and the first thing he does with this movie and i think it's got about a two and a half hour runtime around yep. there like it's a long film yes. right the first thing he does is call calls it part one and ends it halfway <laughs> through and he ends it at a very 
if you know the the Dune story, and we'll probably start to get into spoilers here, mm. but he really ends it at a point where there is a time jump. So it's basically Paul going off into the desert to join the Fremen mm. and with, with yeah yeah right. Yeah. So and then there'll be a time jump as as he's you know started to master some of the the skills. And that that was a very logical point to draw the line, but that's the first thing we've got. And I think motion picture wise, this was either going to be you know like an eight to ten part series on a television streaming network yeah. where your budget probably comes in, or it was always going to have to be either two or three parts, right, to to fit it in. Yeah. Now, this is really interesting because there's a lot of scenes that are cut out. Right, that and we know from his cut he had to cut a lot. But so then just just sorry, can I just jump in? Just to uh confirm, is this confirmed to be a two parter or correct. a three parter? Two two right. two parts, okay. well from what I yep. understand. And after uh, it got its release, very shortly after it was confirmed there would be part two yeah, so had I don't, been I, greenlit. Yeah, because at the Hadn't. time it was it was conceived by most people to be a single movie. Yes. And then it was obviously in the making of it, he's had discussions with the studio and gone this has to be a two-parter. Yep. And so a lot of people were surprised that it was, you know, shortly upon, you know, release, hey, this is part one of two. <laughs> well, and to that point, well, Scott, yeah. Scotty Which, watched it with his wife. <laughs> and, and he was like, he realized towards the yeah. end, we was half an hour to go, they've got a lot to fit in. Yeah. He realized, he's like, oh, sorry, Joe, I think, you know, like, we're not going to make it. This is, this is a half a film. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, me and my mate went into Lord of the Rings not knowing it was a three-part trilogy. <laughs> and, and he got a phone call from his girlfriend, like, uh, whatever, went out into the lobby to take the phone call, and I met him in the lobby. And he's like, what are you doing out here? I'm like, the movie's over. He's like, boo. Like, they had all didn't this stuff believe to go. me. Yeah, all this stuff. Went back inside, saw the screw. He's like, oh, <laughs> this movie can blow chunks. <laughs> you know, the one ring's not in the yeah, fires of Mount exactly. Doom. Yeah. Or, the other thing he, um, he could have done is the George Lucas and started at part four. And, yeah, you know, there you go. Time uh, jump yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hard task. Hmm. Hard task to do. Um, but what I, I want to start with what I think is, I think the visuals of this film are absolutely striking. It's a pretty looking film. It is beautiful. And, and someone, there was a, there was a meme that, you know, this, this is not accurate. This is a joke, <laughs> yes. but it's Denise Vanille has revealed the director's cut with an extra four hours of space, cool looking spaceships taking off and landing. Ever so slowly, <laughs> yeah, right. like that ship coming out of the water. It would be a trading okay, ship. It's I get like... it. Come on, well, I mean, seeing seeing some of those ships that look like the Fright Fighter from Mars Universe. Oh yes. I, I yeah. could have. I would have lapped up another four hours of uh, ships. That, and that's out. what that was my I response because to me the vi- yeah. the visuals. It was one of, I think Avatar did it for me in the seamless integration between, okay, I know this is digital yep. and I know that bit's real and I can't quite tell where, the they, yeah, where they blend. So it's not a Star Wars episode one no, it's certainly, green screen effort? It like. certainly is not. It's, it's, it's glorious. Yes. It's beautiful. Like we said, it's probably not super action oriented. They do obviously, if you look at the, the narrative, right, they've obviously drawn out the action points, mm. right, and peppered it in. And I think there was a, a really great scene that we hadn't seen in the uh, in the Lynch cut. Because, you know, we see the them going out to the desert and we see the sandworm consuming the yeah. crawler, right? Like we see we see the invasion and, and all those pivotal scenes, right? But I love the scene where they're they're basically the la- the Laz gun is cutting through and they're, oh, they're, yes, you know, they're, they're coming in. The way. Yep. Yep, they're trying to get out the that, that sequence where they have to escape through the tunnels and, and was done, I think, 
beautifully mm. and, and loved it. So they've definitely pulled on the action and done that very well. And the other thing, and, we, and feel free, I'm just, I know I'm just rambling on here, but the other <laughs> thing I, I, I loved is the casting. I oh, think the casting was amazing. Is yeah. Amazing cast. First rate. And, yeah. I, and I think we got really good performances out of all the act- actors in this film. Um, and and uh, Momoa is sensational. Mm. Um, and, and obviously, Gurney Halleck. Um, it, there's actually a sequence um, with Brolin and Javier Bardem when, when they meet, right? Yep. And and Javier's character, Stilgar, the leader of the Fremen, kind of storms out. Mm. And he's been quite... Culturally, there's obviously these things going on. Yep. He's been quite rude to the king, but Leto's kind of gone, oh, you know, yeah, let you know we'll let, we'll let yep. it go. And then um, Brolin's just like, I don't like him. And it's like, <laughs> if, you, if you think about them in No Country for Old Men, where um, Bardem basically kills... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> like a reference yeah, back to yeah, that yeah, film, yeah, nice. which I think is, is really clever. But like such brilliant actors, mm. I feel like I just wanted to see more of them. Yep. Like I feel like we didn't... Thufia Howard as the mentor, I didn't. We didn't get enough of his... I would have loved to see more of his performance. And, and I feel like this is part of... Uh, uh, I mean, Trent sort of alluded to it. I, I wasn't enamoured by this film in quite the same way he was, but you're right. When, with a cast of uh, amazing actors like we got... Um, they're all being introduced at the same time yep. and I feel like it was like, hang on, so what's Momoa's character doing and, and Scar's got... Like, I just felt like there was a lot a lot happening if you didn't know yes. anything about the lore yes. and you you felt like you got five minutes with everybody, you know, next thing you know, and again, we're talking they're, spoilers they're here, next, up. Yeah. yeah, next thing you know, Oscar Isaac's dead and all this sorts of stuff. So I felt like there was... What you got performance-wise? Great. Yeah. But in terms of storytelling it felt there was too many characters that were almost doing too good a job at their roles yes and you, you, you like, well, where was the focus kind that's of right thing? who yeah. was the, the central character where was your focus meant to be yes it, it felt like it couldn't make up yeah. its mind and I do agree and I think that to me like I felt like this would have worked so much better or better as a 10 part series 100%. over 10 hours this could have been Game have... of Thrones in space yeah yeah, like, yeah. And to me, that would have been... Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the right format. Now, pacing, okay, this is an interesting one, because like, like you say, there's a lot of time to... The, the camera can, you know, focus mm. on on moments. It, it's not that Marvel or that even mm. the modern Star Wars where things sort of move Happen, yeah. and, and go a lot quicker. And it's a pacing thing. It's really... I found it really interesting. I felt this was like very art house to watch. Oh, yeah. It felt oh, like yes. an art house 100%. film. There was, um, a, there was a lot of scenes of, and don't get me wrong, pretty you know, lands, yeah. landscapes or slow-moving spaceships or, or people staring <laughs> off into the yes, distance yeah. longingly. There, <laughs> yeah. was just, there was just a lot of that to the point where I noticed it. And once you notice something like that, and don't get me wrong, I understood yep. it was a stylistic choice. Yes. And it, it is that it becomes you know, a change of joke. Yeah. 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 As yeah. I'm just going, all right, yep, this scene's going on for like 10 seconds too long. You times that by 50 across a two-hour film yeah. and it just, you just felt a bit drawn out. And it is an interesting choice because I, I, I certainly noticed in terms of the pacing there's probably some issues that I felt probably mm. similar to you with the pacing, even though I was enjoying it and kind yeah. of reveling in the performances and the sure. visuals. I felt the same thing. It's like, okay, you're spending all this time on establishing shots and that's great but you've missed the banquet sequence mm. where that to me has so much richness in world building yep. and character development um you know like even just we get a bit of it about the value of the water with the trees mm. and it's talking about oh that could sustain 12 people or whatever yeah. and, yep. Yep. but like you know 
maybe this will come later, but you know, tears and mm. and wringing out the rags and the tipping out half the cup and everyone. Well, has now to, that they're in know, the desert, you'd think well, that's all gonna. It's almost sort of yeah. yeah but I I, they sort of hinted at it when he comes in and spits. Yep. Yep. And the king gets really, hey, you know, oh. that's very offensive. And they're mm. like, no, 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 yeah, thank you it. for sharing your water, your water, water with me. Like yeah, it's yeah. a it's a yeah. generous yeah. thing that's right. to do. That's right. Yeah. So a couple, let's just, so a simpleton like myself who saw the David Lynch film when I was maybe seventeen, eighteen years old, yep. and like this, what the hell is this? This is nothing <laughs> on Star. It's got nothing on Star Wars. So like you know, go away. So that's the only real uh, connection. connection I have with June, right? Yep. Just yep. a boring movie that just <laughs> and and I took a lot of substance from your passion. Trent, yep. because you have talked about this for a very long time and things, and um, I went in not knowing much about it and things, knowing that you know, hey, this is something pretty high up there with uh, cinema and you know all that highly sort of stuff. Regarded, yeah, yeah, highly regarded and things, and I really enjoyed it. Like, no, I didn't see all the things that you might have seen and t- taken away from it and things, but what I did like is the originality of uh, the things that you know they entered into June. So. Those suits, for instance, you know, the water-absorbing yes. suits mm. and yep. things. And there's a part in the film where someone gets stabbed, and as they get stabbed, it goes right through their chest, and there's almost a water explosion the water, that yeah. um, goes comes out of their uh, chest as, mm. as it pierces it, through. The, and I love that yeah. little, you know, that nod of how much water that um, suit is absorbing. To yep. It wasn't blood that spurts out, it's, it's water. water. Yeah. So which I love is the that. Same, which is life, right? Yeah, exactly. Water is life. Exactly. So, yeah, no, yeah. And, and the body is made up with, a, yeah. you know, 80% water or something percentage like that. Love that. Uh, love the fact that they um, they had like these energy uh, the sort of shields, shields yep. on them, right? And so they'd fight, and when they got a um, a regular hit, it'd be it'd shine blue, and then when they got a kill hit, it'd shine yep. red. And the and and it seemed like everyone had these you know shields. Yep. It was mm-hmm. just common knowledge. It's like wearing a watch. Everyone yep. had these shields. So throughout the movie, you saw different aspects of people obviously getting slaughtered and things and the red shields. Oh, the fight scenes with where Momoa is just taking yeah, on like yeah. 25 <laughs> yeah. dudes and there's just this sea of red and you go, it's not red blood, but he is killing it. You're just yeah. going, kill shot, kill shot, kill yeah. shot. Yeah. Like, it was it was great. Yeah. Um, we talked about it before, like the, the ships and things. Like it mm. wasn't your traditional blast off with, uh, you know, energy blasting through a, mm. a beam of um, projection. It was like a, a, a bird. It was yep. a flapping yeah. winged insect that took it off and they had, had problems with that in a certain tornado yeah. sandstorm uh, scene and things. And it was just, I, th- I love all that originality, that, yep. that those things, even though there's a lot of things I've seen in Star Wars and I can see the aspects that Star Wars have used. Um, all these little originality things. It's like, yep, that that's why this movie is heralded, you know, as as much as it is over other films because of that originality of that. Yeah, did you know, it first, yeah. yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah. just just the um, director and the people behind the film were able to project that so darn well. Mm. So yeah, I thought I, I I really enjoyed it. So yeah, for those reasons, yeah, yeah. Look, I was I was impressed with it i think it was a hard adaptation and it obviously has to take licenses and it's almost one of those ones i remember watchmen being done and i remember going to san diego comic-con 2011 and Mm. sitting with dave gibbons in his panel dave gibbons the illustrator on watchmen and this is a couple of years after you know obviously the um the the watchmen film has come out the Zack snyder version and i remember you know he was like oh how do do we all think of the film like Mm. you know and, and and his response was kind of you know, it's not 
it's not the best film ever made, but it, it's a pretty good adaptation of Watchmen. Like, if you're going to adapt it, mm. this is a, a good version. Like, yeah. it's a good adaptation. It's probably... It's not perfect, but it's a, it's the adaptation yeah. that it can kind of deserve. And to me, that's sort of this... This is what you get. You know, it's an adaptation. It's probably never going to quite live up to the grandeur of, of what Herbert's done in mm. his writing. It's just very hard to it's adapt. Hard you have to, to make choices. Translate from one format to another. Yeah, and this yeah. is this is a, a, a good adaptation. Um, I enjoyed it. It is it is long. The the pacing suffered at times, I think. And you've got another whole film yeah. uh, to go. And there's a lot of characters that you know we haven't got. Um, Fade Rowther, Fade Rowther, mm-hmm. who famously in the Lynch version played by Sting. Yep. Um, we've got Raban, who um, is you know in this and was in the Lynch mm. film as well. But but no Fade. He'll obviously be cast in in the new film. No, mm. you know mention of the Emperor and and you know Queen yeah. Queen Princess Irulan. You know like there's there was none of there's more to come. That yeah. there's a lot more to come, and even like the the navigators. You know that's a pretty pivotal aspect of the film the you know the 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 space guild that navigate through space and why the spice is used it's sort of alluded to but like lynch you know with his navigators because they've they've obviously been on the spice so long they've sort of mutated mm. and and his visuals for the, what they've kind of transformed into were really bizarre yeah um but we're we're in for some of those you know more alien type creatures maybe down the track so i think there's still a lot to come I did. I did love uh, the Baron Harkonnen. I yeah. thought the perform like it just, uh, and even that scene with the poisoning of the two. Yeah, that was cool. And, and how he's really he's cool. floated. You know, he's yeah. hiding in this cavity. Yeah. Um, you know how he survived the the attack and mm. stuff, and, and seeing like the Mentat, like with his uh, as he's lying on the ground, his eyes have been basically been eaten out of his head. Um, was was really cool. Um, the guy that plays Polka Dot Man. Um, yes. In the, yeah, know, yeah, he, yeah. he bit the dust. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, final final comments on the film. Any anything closing? Uh, we, we mentioned about the part one, part two, and and Scotty's wife's reaction. My wife had a bit of a similar reaction because she'd missed the fact yes. that she looked away at the wrong moment and the the part one thing came up and she didn't even register she missed it altogether and so she's sitting there going when is he gonna like catch up with this girl he's having all these dreams about <laughs> yep. and then when so she's did. done she's going what well, the, the movie's about to end he got, and now he's just met the girl and then you know the credits roll she's like what is that I said did you miss the part where it said part one she's like there's a second one are you like she was just um a bit blown away by that so like, when is this second one due out uh, good, oh no good question i mean it's it's literally just been green lit for production yeah, so it'll go through a whole filming nah anything, so, so they'll they you know have to cast people like fade routher yeah. the emperor all that yeah. um well if they're going time jump they may do a lot more recasting potentially maybe yeah. maybe they will so, so I, I would say three to four years we're looking at gosh. yeah Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> buckle up, buckle up. Yeah, plenty of content. Look, Disney's going to keep us pretty occupied, <laughs> right, with its content. Yeah. Um, how does this? I just, just sort of. I know Frank. You sort of made a comment, alluded to this compared to like a Marvel type film, and yep. and what we get, and what was there? Who was the director that was like? It was um the guy. It was Ridley Scott. Ridley mm. Scott, right? He did the film called The Duel. Davy was talking about this film, the dual Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. It's set in medieval times, and it's about a, a the, the last duel. I think it, it is. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's a Ridley Scott film, mm. and 
it bombed. I think it bombed. And and Davey was saying the pacing was a bit odd because it tells the same story from three different perspectives. Yep. So he's like, by the time you get to the third one, it's sort of like, it's good mm. seeing it from different different perspectives, but it was a bit odd. Yep. And Ridley Scott came out and said, this generation that's grown up on their mobile phones that doesn't have the... No, he was almost you know saying, you don't have the attention, attention span, span yeah. to sit and endure my, my cinematic masterpiece that I've created. Because <laughs> that can go at audiences. But what it, well, I, so that's why I'm in with that context that th- these cinema goers are sort of going too long or you repeated the same thing too many times or whatever. Mm. I don't. I started to zone out. How does this sort of compare to a Marvel? You know, you, you love your Marvel. Yeah. What What's the takeout for you? Oh, look, I I think it's it's light years away from a Marvel movie, and in that regard, I I sort of thought about it afterwards. If, if this movie in this style had come out probably ten years ago, yep. I probably would have ate it up yes. more. I, I I find and 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 it's I feel I've been sucked into that that Marvel Disney machine a little bit where I just go, you know, I'm happy for it to be an hour and a half, some laughs, you know, a lot of action, all that sort of stuff. And I, I I'll admit I found it a struggle. And you know, having a little bit of a history with it, I was I was pretty keen for it. Yes. Yep. And then I watched it and I was like, oof! It just, um, in the same way that when I came out of Justice League. I just sort of went, oh man, I see what they were trying to do, but it just it didn't resonate yeah, with me. Yeah. I, I found it a bit. Um, their attempt to create drama was by having people staring at each other and whispering a lot yeah. when they were talking, and I'm yeah. like, just just move it along, guys. So yeah. uh, look, I you know we've said said about the performances and stuff. I found it a struggle to watch overall. Um, that said, because of where they've left it with the story, um, and you know, the, we know the characters to come. I um, I'm I'm keen for number two, but I'm I'm not going to go buy tickets for opening day nah. per se. Very good. Final yeah. thing, Ben, score out of nineteen. At uh, nineteen, I'll put it as fifteen out of nineteen. Mm, I was going to say fourteen. I'll yep. give it a seventeen. That Ooh. is June. <laughs> Um, check it out if you haven't already um, love to hear your thoughts on it and I'd love to hear the thought of the the lay person I guess Ben to some extent mm. like you said you know nothing you know mm. still still came away um, enjoying it because it is a lot to consume there's a lot of depth maybe layers mm. that you can quite happily kind of ignore and just enjoy the thopters flying around <laughs> with the big space worms alright we are going to jump into our next segment So we need to remember that we are a toy podcast where we like to talk toys. So it, why, we thought, why not talk about what the June evolution of June toys throughout the years? So it all started back with June toys, LGN, right? I, mm-hmm. I of all the figures, of all the companies that put June out, I closed my eyes and I thought probably it was Kenner. Yeah, right. Right. I just thought, okay. I thought yeah. oh yeah, it's probably Mattel, Kenner. Maybe, yeah. And then I did a little bit of research. LGN, wow, man, that's so such a different, yeah. um, you know, uh, size, scale. Because they're like what, three and three quarter. Exactly. They? They're, yeah. they're only tiny figures compared mm. to, you know, I think LGN, I think Thundercats yeah. and things. You know, yeah. But these, these, are, these are probably five inch. Are they? Okay. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I reckon they're I, at least five inch. I remember seeing them at uh, Mad Zombie. That was yep. my only. They had time a, they I had Baron of... Harkonnen. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. So I th- uh, that's my only sort of uh, throwback. 
Anyway, 1984, LJN, they had a six-figure assortment, each having a battle-matic action figure. I've heard that term before. Yeah. <laughs> so each, each figure moves in its own characteristic action, push a secret button, and these figures move with realistic action motions. Okay? So, <laughs> a bit of marketing spin on that, I reckon. That's right. That's right. So the figures include, so out of the six, we've got Paul, we've got Stilgar, we've got Baron, the... Har- Har- the Ray-Ban, the Fyre. <laughs> Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, uh, um, what you pronounce this S- one? Sardaukar Warrior. Yep, and, yep. and Fade, of course, by... And that is, let's be honest, that's a very good likeness, mm. considering 84, yep. to Sting. Like, if you're a Sting fan, you chuck you a guitar your from your <laughs> Bill and Ted's action figures and off, away you go. Yeah. Bit of and, every move. And uh, as I recently said in the Days Video Graveyard, fun fact. So it, it, is, it is official, fun fact. Yep. Uh, the Sandworm was always hidden away from all advertisement prior to actual release. I believe, yeah, like okay. on the on the cross sell, yeah. they had the Sandworm printed and they had a little sticker or a little thing, whether it was a sticker or whether it was printed hmm. on, saying, you know, top secret, classified kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay. And you, couldn't, you didn't see it. You couldn't yeah, see the picture of it. If you'd read the book... <laughs> It's like you really, know, it's not a spoiler. It's just a giant worm, <laughs> <laughs> and and really the toy. Like you'd you'd be pretty like if you got that for Christmas. Really, I mean, it it looks like a bit of PVC piping that that kind of twists, right? Like the sandworm. You know, I mean, like the mouth is interesting. It's sort of got mm. three flaps that open up with you know. I don't know. Like it is sort of like a mouth, but it's not. I don't know what. It's not it, the most visually no. appealing toy on its own. It, it as a set with the others and in context, yeah. yes. But but the, the scale as well. Like it, it <laughs> it's, it's out of scale. It's it's interesting. Anyway, it it needless it was, to say, this line the movie didn't do well. The movie I, I believe was a forty million dollar budget, mm. and it it took around 30 million at the box office. Oof. So it was I mean that's a they're big, big numbers, loss, right? It's yeah. a big it's a big failure. And as as we will see, you know, the the line died before it could get to wave 2. So there were unproduced figures that never got released. Obviously Gurney Halleck played by Patrick Stewart. Gonna, that's a pretty that, good yeah. Patrick Stewart it's for not 1984, bad, is it? Right? Yeah, for 1984 yeah. it's pretty good and in that David Lynch movie, he goes into battle carrying a pug. Do you see that sequence where he run, he's holding a pug and he runs into into battle anyway <laughs> when when the when the Harkonnens attack and Lady Jessica also had a figure that never got released as well as the the Thopter the Harkonnen Thopter which looks more like you know we talked about the um what you you the, likened the it to the fighter. fright fighter yeah, it's like a dragonfly right yeah, yeah. and this one sort of looks a bit like a bit it's more mechanical like the Harkonnens in the in the designs of those films um. So the line didn't do well. It got to the six figures. It was obviously clearance. And as a result, when lines do get clearance like this, the production numbers aren't high. This line is actually quite valuable now with the release of the new movie. I I saw a loose set going for $1,000. Um, A loose, complete six-figure kind of um, set. Um, And I've always had my eye on June figures like mm. for, for years for 10 years I've always you know they were always in my eBay searches and I'm always trying to find them and they, they have and I would like a mint on card set which I think now is, is virtually impossible but they're hard to get mm. they're, they're limited for, for the fact that I saw these in movie I saw Baron Harkin and Movie Maniacs very yellowed card oh, very the, yellow. the cards yeah. for the blisters for whatever reason seem to yellow maybe yeah. they're on clearance outside out, in the out sun the front. Yeah, yep. in, the, in the bin outside <laughs> 
But I think they look. I really like. It's an interesting choice. Like the the Paul Atreides is in his sort of military uniform, and that's um that's my good friend, the uh, guy from um, Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> so again, uh, but th- to me, like the the Harkonnens and the Sardaukar warrior, they look mm. cool. Like they're in their black. They look, you know, very um cyberpunk sort of yeah. i think they're cool looking figures so you know love to get a set but the prices have have skyrocketed even some role play weapons yep. some guns yeah. and things that's pretty cool that shows the depth they were thinking this movie would reach well they they, they had star wars as a template right so yeah. ljn yep. thought probably they go. were this on, is going to be our star wars yeah, yeah they were onto yep. something and some vehicles as well like they had the um i think it was called the sand scout is that right the um, they obviously didn't do like the like a spice collector. Yeah, or, little yeah. like a like a little scout that would go along next to the spice collector because yep. the spice yep. the spice one would be the big one. Mm. And then these little these little I don't know kind of almost matchbox sized little vehicles as well, which which yeah I don't remember ever seeing in the film like the spice scout. I don't reckon we ever saw, but it was uh, yeah a line that obviously died yeah. along with the movie. Um, and and really I I, I do. I do question. I mean, LJN probably didn't know what the obviously the final cut was going to be like mm. by the time they took the license. They obviously would have known the Herbert work. But was this ever going to make? How many kids would have gone to see this film? You know, like kids would have. It, Star Wars would have been you know kid, it, eight, yeah. a, a seven, six, seven, eight year old kid knowing Star Wars was out in the cinemas would have had no choice but to want to see it. Mm. How many how many seven or eight year olds would have gone? Hey, I want to see like that June film. Looks you've got lightsabers <laughs> and you've got worms. Yeah, that's like right. yeah, there's no. I it's mean, not. But, but even the worms aren't. Pre, you know, they're not in the movie and, and you know, they, front and forward no. enough. But that's that what I mean. There's not there's up. not a lot yeah. of visually yeah. exciting. Yeah. If you knew if you knew nothing about either property and you saw the trailer for each movie. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. You're heading. You know which one you're seeing, yeah, right? As, as yeah. a ten-year-old, yeah. it just doesn't seem like a, a property that's going to sell toys. Yeah, exactly. And the movie, you know, the David Lynch film. I mean, it's it's there's basically a premature birth in there. Like there's some, you know, the the big concepts. There, there is, yeah. There's concepts. There's not, they're yeah. not kid-friendly concepts. Like that little girl at the end, you know, like the Jessica's mm. second child. Like that's creepy, right? Yeah. And Baron, like. Harkin and pulling out those body plugs from the guys and floating yeah. around the room. Like, it's pretty icky not, sort of stuff. Not, not so, fun. it's a really interesting, you know, concept that, that they made toys like this. And clearly, you know, it, it, it didn't do well. Mm. But we did have... This is something you found. 2007, yeah. what did 2007. we get? 2007. So, mm. Sorta. So, the same uh, company that gave us um, Street Fighter Street and yeah. things, they did very well. Put the base plate of how to release a, a line of figures. Sort of don't put all your A-grade figures in this first wave and then uh, run out of uh, yeah. Yeah. toys after that. So Sword of Toys did a sort of um, now showing uh, movie line, which uh, also had like um, Dark... What was his name? Dark Force? Dark... Dark City? Dark Man. Oh, Dark Man. Dark Man. Yep. It had... Well, uh, Liam to- Neeson as Dark yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. Toxic Crusader... Um, the Werewolf in London, uh, all these sort of you know classic yeah, cool. cinema um, ca- you know characters, not necessarily your A grade, but mm. sort of no, the, really, really iconic enough, iconic yeah. enough. And of course, you know, in, in Wave Three, two thousand seven, and aren't now playing had Dune, and they had the uh, Baron. The Baron. So uh, mm. he was you know larger than life in his sort of huge suit, very uh, harken back to the original toy in his yep. uh, sort of. Yep. 
brownish sort of cream uh, outfit. And uh, yeah, screaming, ready to um, you know Complete take over with power, face boils and everything. <laughs> and it looks, does he come with a float floating stand? It looks like potentially, yeah. 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 We've yeah. only got images of uh, mint on card, uh, thankfully from the internet. Uh, Pumpkin head is uh, one of the characters released. Oh, the thing, in, um, you know, the, the next thing year. got a, yeah. got figures, which is extremely hard to find these days. Legend, uh, oh, from Legend, Tom Cruise film. Yeah, and remember they did the uh, that big uh, demon from Legend as well. Mm. That's I mean, so. this is a cool lot. Like it's because it's got characters that don't often, or particularly in two thousand and seven. I know yeah. now we're getting some thing figures and, um, but figures that weren't mainstream. You, you just like, don't, that's you really don't cool. see it. And obviously yeah. the licensing wasn't particularly expensive. No, mm. no. So that was it. That's pretty much our whole retrospective well, that's it. of June. <laughs> that's June, but but. With McFarlane, Mr. Todd. What is old he's, is new again. He's busy. Like. <laughs> he's a busy man. And it's not surprising he put out a wave of Dune figures for the for the Denise Villeneuve film. Um, interestingly, the, the figures came out, you know, because we had a release date, yeah, which was meant to be right. almost 12 months ago. And the, the figures, figures came out back then. Shelves, yeah. yeah. So I pre-ordered these from Pop Culture and got them. I brought them in today. Now, what's the first... There's five figures. Sorry, so there's five figures to purchase, and a builder figure of Raban. Mm. So you've got you've got six figures in total. What's the first thing you notice with these figures? <laughs> that that uh, odd mate Baron <laughs> packed in his by himself is like triple the size <laughs> of uh, the regular. I figures. mean, don't get me wrong. He's a big he's a yeah, big dude yeah, in the film, but. Yeah. Scale-wise, his head is the size of some of the other characters' yeah. torso. That's yeah. how and, and big so the, we're talking. The, the funny thing is, is that you get a um, you get a, a build collect him to build Rayban, right? Mm. Which is his brother. Is that right? Or uh, it's like his nephew. Nephew. Or so they're in the so same like, family. So yeah. they yeah. should be relatively the same size. <laughs> maybe give or take, you know, a head or a sh- you know, maybe yeah. a, a head, little bit, yeah, head but, taller or something. Yeah. This guy is just but freaking it, massive. I mean, I, I'm almost thinking. And I probably do think it's a different scale it toy. Is. Like oh, it's is. clearly like he's done it at a larger scale, but it's odd because I don't know if we're going to see him in that scale. No. So now my only version of Harkonnen is this, you know, massive, massive figure. Thing, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I found, uh, like, is it's clearly a tooling issue, right? With Wave One, is they're all all the figures bar Raban in this sort of six seven inch scale. Are wearing steel suits mm-hmm. to the, to the extent where with with Stilgar and with Idaho they've got the same body, and Jessica and Paul share the same body, yep. right? Like wearing the steel suit to the fact that Jessica is Sans breasts, right? Because <laughs> she shares the body with Paul, yeah, it's the right? same. Like it's and and it's a very like I, I love the figures and I love the costume designs in this film. But to look at them on the shelf, you're looking at four yeah. very similar drab, coloured looking things. Yeah. It, it, unfortunately, I think that the tooling, you know, question that comes into play when you're manufacturing toys has really shot this first wave in the foot mm. in terms of like any visual excitement or sort of colour yep. that could have been added. Or, or usually when you put out a wave, you, you try and mix it up. Yep. And unfortunately, I think we, we've lost that here. But beyond that, what what do we think of the figures? Like we've got, these, these are movie 
Um, the, the facial. Um, what do you think of the resemblance? Is good. It's I good. think it's really good. Yeah. It's not. It's it's certainly not. I wouldn't put it in terms of like face print or face. No, real, no, no, definitely not. But no. but it, it's it's a it's a representation of the character that it's, you can tell it's them. It's interesting. Momoa in the figure form has his uh, beard and goatee, whereas in the film he lost it at that he point. Does, yeah, 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 yeah. So he does shave it off. When he has the steel suit on, yes, I'd be I'd be curious him. to see the um the builder figure um built up. Let's crack a mic. Yeah, 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 why not? Yeah, you, you, I do <laughs> like the bar. I do like the present. I was <laughs> he glitched for a second there. Well, first. there's there's you can see Raban's head. So that is um Dave Batista. Yep. yep. Um, it's not bad. Like these are guys that have got. It's funny because like you're looking at your um. You're looking at your Momoa, right? Momoa. How many figures has Momoa had? He's had his uh, Draga, Dra- um, Game of Thrones figure, yep. um, and even uh, uh, Raban. You know, yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I Raban is is spot on. Like you yep. sit there and go, "That's Dave Batista." Yeah, to yep. to a T. Yep. You're right, Momoa. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's too white. Yeah, like he, the, he is. The, yeah, the actual yeah. figure is too yeah. white compared yeah. to Momoa, yeah. who's got that bit of bit of natural tan to him. So, t- um, in a in a throwback to last episode, we talked about uh, the green color shades and things. So, three of these figures have the uh, Leonardo green color uh, shade on the box. On the box, oh. yeah. And then um, Stilgar has sort of a sandy. And I think um, that's like faction based, right? So oh, all right. the others are House of Trades, yep. yep. right? Yep. So they've got that you know Leonardo color. Mm. Yep. And uh, yeah, Stilgar being leader of the Fremen has a, a different has a, faction has a color. color. It, it's subtle enough that I didn't even pick that. And right. maybe if they were all standing next to each other on yep. the shelf, you would. Yep. Um, you're right. Look, the very the designs are cool, but they don't lend themselves to being you know colorful and, and yep. poppy. I would have thought the packaging is your chance to to you know make them pop a little bit, and they've they've gone with the well. Look, it, it matches the color of the films in in fairness, but <laughs> it's, it's yeah. They could have. It, it's probably not super toyetic, right? And that's yeah, something that's right. I respect on the what they've done with the LJN line, is like even though you know there's a lot of the similar drab sort of colours, you know the Sardaukar warrior he's jet black and he's got this green face like yeah. that looks like a cool toy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like they've missed a trick with Wave One. I'm hoping we get some more figures. I don't know how well this is done. Like mm. obviously with the scheduling, yeah, that would have been problematic. Have it up. Um. So hopefully. You know, Todd didn't break the bank because he got to reuse <laughs> Paul and uh, yeah. Jessica. On the, it's the well, first time I mean, I've seen the same sculpt. If Old Mate Baron is this big, the sandworm's got to be like a Haslabs <laughs> yes. size thing, right? That's it's be sail barge sort of no, size. You, you, all you'd get is the head of the sandworm and then it'll be, say, go down to your local Bunnings and buy a um, <laughs> bit of pipe, and a pipe, you know, round pipe, and just attach the head to that there pipe and done. done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, LJN. LJN is good. Anyway, so yeah, the Todd, the Todd. He's um, I I, I feel like he's missed a trick on these, mm. but um, I was tempted tonight to open them. I was. Come on. But no, I. I we, no. We don't have <laughs> no. You're all about opening and enjoying your toys at the I moment, am, mate. But, you know, uh, we could do it live on air. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. We'll leave them sealed. We'll open them up when uh, June two comes out. Sounds good. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's see if we can get some other. I'd, I'd like to get a, a gurney, a gurney figure, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it would have been nice to have a Duke Leto, um, because 
that probably would surpass the Black Series Oscar <laughs> Isaac figures we got. That was that was probably at their low point, wasn't it? Yeah. When they did that, uh, uh, going through some of Darren's collection and pulling out those those era um, yeah, Star was... Wars blacks, where you just go, "Oh no, this is meant to be Oscar Isaac, but gee, it's not." <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. It's like someone sat on his face at some point in the in the manufacturing <laughs> process. It's like. <laughs> So we spoke about like the the ships and stuff. Do you think uh, let let's assume oh, this is done okay. well yep. financially? Yes. Do you see the Todd doing a, a ship? You of know any what? Sort? Funnily enough, I would put that in Todd's wheelhouse. Yeah. Like he loved. He did a Game of Thrones line that did, didn't do too well, but he did some of the dragons. Mm. And, and you know, he, he said at the time, "I love doing the. Mo- I'm a monster guy. I love mm. doing the monsters." And we know with the Batman line, he did a few vehicles. Yes. He did a builder vehicle, which yeah. was a unique take. So it it isn't beyond him. I think it's probably just a question of marketability. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The ships look cool, and I love watching them land on screen. But do you want that sitting on your shelf? That's that's a question. Yeah. Is it something that's iconic enough? And I don't know. Like to me, part of me with this whole toy journey now is like, I this is probably a misstep for my collection. This 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 June line is what I'll look back on in ten years and go. Why do I have these representations of mm. these characters? It's it's what I look back on what I bought ten years ago. The things that hindsight, I, yeah, the yeah. Hind, the hindsight tells me like I didn't grow up as a kid playing with June figures, right? Yeah. Like I don't have a strong nostalgic connection to June. It's something I discovered. But you love the books though. I love, love the books, yeah. but I discovered it in my adult life, right? Mm. So the same with Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. I love the books incomplete mm. loved the show didn't really like the final season but you know but lo- and I bought all these uh, well, Diamond did these statues yes. mini sta- and yeah, I bought yeah. all the statues and now I go I, I don't want them in my collection they're, mm. they're gone like I, I, I want to get rid of them so I love Game of Thrones I love the books I love the, the television show for the most part but do I need this physical plastic representation of them in my collection to enjoy Game of Thrones. That's the question for every collector. How much do you love something to uh, put it on your shelf? And it's very hard to be, you know, like you get caught up in the hype. That's right. You know, June movies coming out, awesome. There's June toys, cool. They're on the shelf in front of me. I need to get them. And then then 10 years later, you're like, well, in actual fact, you know, McFarlane did the 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 six figures here or five or whatever we've got. Mm. Uh, and then another five came out for June two, and that's it. And we're still missing yeah, X and Y and Z, yeah. and and like, oh, it's not really a complete collection, you know. Well, taking on. up too much space. Yeah. They're not that's worth right. anything. And it, yeah, you know. exactly. And it and it never comes back to that those childhood memories. Mm. Whereas, you know, Master of the Universe Turtles, that, that's inbuilt. Like yep. I, I I feel like I'm never going to lose that connection. Correct. And and so that's yeah, my my 2021 hat. <laughs> Wouldn't wouldn't be buying these, even yeah. though I love the property. Yep, I, I don't need plastic representations of them. So a- anyway, that's uh, it's interesting how we evolve as collectors. Mm. All right, any closing comments? Do we have any final shout outs to anyone? Uh, no, just thanks to all that we shouted them out last week. But uh, a huge list of Patreons. Um, do uh, do hit us over the head if we've missed anyone, because um, there's uh, a lot of you to to get through. But yeah, the Discord is going crazy at the moment it was i was always able to like confidently say i'd read everything even though that the lovely spoiler channel and now i'm just like i'm, I'm falling behind and my ocd of not having read everything is is catching up with me so yeah keep up the keep up the good chats and uh thank you for your support and congratulations you've got a new big toy oh, yes, oh, you do. Yes, tell yes. us about that 
Um, we put down a deposit for a car um, recently, which I should have just before Christmas. Um, a little bit faster than we thought, but I was in the my car is nothing wrong with it. It's just 2007. It's it's getting on. That's what's wrong with it. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> 14 years. You know what's wrong with it? It doesn't have Bluetooth. Yeah, for crying out loud, right. it's the most annoying thing ever. Anyway. Um, and you know, I'm driving a, a fair distance to work to and from each day. And so I was like, look, I need something that's just efficient. I'm not a supercar guy. I don't need a V8 or anything crazy like that, but I want to be, you know, I want to be comfortable and I want to be able to go. And we sort of looked, uh, looked at electric cars almost out of curiosity, just go, oh, let's test drive one and just see, you know, I'll bet you it feels like driving a rubber band wind-up <laughs> toy. But I'll tell you what, yeah. the complete opposite. I, we were seriously impressed with the electric cars, just the, the, the takeoff, the quietness, and then you sit there and go, I don't have to pay for what? petrol. I don't have ever? to pay a dollar seventy per oh, liter. Exactly right. And so that's what we ended up going with. We ended up with the, the MG uh, electric vehicle. Um, yeah, there was a number of other electric vehicles we tried. That just some of them started to get quite pricey. So the MG probably lacks a few little bells and whistles that some of the other ones had. But look, drives beautifully, sits on the road really nicely. And, you know, speaking to my boss at work, where I park my car in the basement, we're right in front of our, like, basement server where I know there's power in there. There's a nice old gap under the door. I was like, do you mind if I just sling a... Sling an extension cable out from the server room and plug it into the car. I will run my car for zero dollars at yeah. this point. So, yeah, yeah so it's a very big change from paying petrol prices. Oh, so. and see, what was it? Like petrol rose like fifty cents in a day oh, it's, recently. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. it's mental. So, yeah, look, very happy with that. Haven't haven't picked up haven't picked it up just yet. But now I've got to like you know clean my car and you know yeah. get, a, get a bit of money back that way. There's even a um in South Australia at least they announced a, a rebate for. Anyone who purchases a new electric car, you get like three grand and nice. a couple of years free rego, and that's just to encourage yeah, that sort of uptake yeah, for electric Beautiful. vehicles. Yeah. So yeah, it's um nice nice, nice to spend money on other sorts of yes. toys. Yeah, <laughs> other. Yeah. Gonna, what is it? Is it going to be Autobot or Decepticon? Well, she, she's cherry red or diamond cherry. red, I right. believe, is the actual color. So it is. It is. Uh, you'd normally so you. I think Swerve is probably yes. as an Autobot who's probably the could the be Alligator Con. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad name. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you rock up to work. It's been charging all day, and it's all just a big alligator. <laughs> Can you transform into anything else? <laughs> no, sorry. <Yeah. laughs> just, just this alligator doing sixty k down the road. Like, yeah, I, I will. I have the whole lane to myself. Everyone to get out of my <laughs> yeah, way, quick, smart. <laughs> final final closing comment I've got is um, during the week. Bit of uh, toy sorting at yours, Frank. Mm-hmm. And uh, as is customary, uh, we put on some beats, put on some yep. tunes, yeah. right? And we go, we go, <laughs> I know where this we is go going. back. Um, and uh, blink, bit of blink. Yeah, one eight two comes on, and we're all around. Scotty's there, Davey Damage is there, and what's my age again? By Blink one eight two comes along, <laughs> and and we're singing along, and it's like, yeah, um, I took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk alone <laughs> to get the fish. And then, it's I walked her home like a norm, <laughs> like a proper boy, you know, I, person. I walk you home, you know. Like, I walked her home to get the feeling right. Makes perfect sense. And I go, no, no, no. It's not walked. It's not walked her home. 
it's war cologne, cologne. like the stuff you spray. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm getting these looks like it's walking. What, what are you doing? With the war, we had, walk, there's no cologne. We had it's three walking we had, alone. We had right? three different versions yeah, of the, right? uh, that one sentence of lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and um, during during the week, so so. And then it got back to mass charade, right? <laughs> of course, masquerade, which, <laughs> as it always does. Yeah, I think that's like if if my point is in whatever I'm going to say on this is invalidated by the fact I I put my sh- mass charade in the equation, <laughs> which was the most ridiculous thing anyone has ever put on put on a recording. Um, but anyway, I had a I, I just thought I'm going to Google this. Like yep. I, I googled you it. Know. And there was this whole article on, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, at, yeah, the Blink One Eight Two guys, yeah. um, you know, they apparently forgot because I, I, I want, I went to dig out my um, CD, my yeah. um, what is it, Enema of the State, right? Because yeah. I've got it on CD, and I couldn't find it, but I wanted, I re- vividly remember because it would looking, have had the lyrics, yeah, it has in, the lyrics in the, in the cover, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely Walk Alone, right? It's definitely <laughs> the cologne spray from my memory. Of the book, <laughs> but apparently the singers Blink One Eight Two do right. walk alone, right? They, and apparently this whole article was how they'd forgotten their own lyrics of Just what they originally people, like. wrote. Um, but I, I, I put some a screen grab of what the lyrics were apparently, and it's the cologne one. And then Dave's posted this meme of you know the it's, cat meme, yeah, the where evil, the evil cat, evil cat meme cat, and the ladies pointing, and like, they're like <laughs> saying it's cologne, and then the cat's just like walk alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's still not. I feel like it's still not resolved. No, it'll still. So, so we'll we'll put it on again. I next, wanted, next yeah, let's day, put it on. I, I just wanted to put it out there for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, I trauma. want this is what I want I, because I don't. Uh, I I have no credibility. Trent, I can't. Whatever I put forward is just masquerade away. Trent just so wants a win. People. I, I need some support. What is it? <laughs> I, I'm always on the outside. I say it's I walked her home. <laughs> that, that's and, clearly uh, not that. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not I'm, even in the debate. That, that's, nah, that's that's what I, that is what I have always heard. So, okay, anyway. walk, walked her home. Um, the next go, time so. we play it, I'm just going to put some sharp objects and yeah. like Hulk hands on the table, <laughs> yeah. and we'll see what happens yeah. see what happens see what <laughs> um, up. and All in right. rounding out the episode we will talk revelations uh, yes. season yeah. two probably next episode so hold on tight and of course we'll probably round that out as well with hawkeye so which has mm. um been really cool so far so um yeah lots to talk about lots of exciting things to um you know unpack in ne- future episodes and i believe as like san diego comic-con or whatever version it's taking is sort of taking place almost as we record yep. so yeah there'll be hopefully yeah. i mean it's a cutback version but yep. we'll see what happens yes very good thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of toy power wonderful to have your company and to all our patrons thank you so much for your ongoing support we hope to see you around the toy aisles and until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. Oh, oh, oh.